Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Pulse of St. Louis. Welcome to the Pulse of St. Louis. I'm Shirley Washington. Tonight, we take a closer look at Blueprint for Summer STL, a free app that connects families to summer camp programs and scholarship opportunities in the Gateway City area. But first, let's talk about touchy subjects. Joining me now, Tiffany Robertson. She is the founder of Touchy Topics Tuesday. Dr. Grace Lee, principal of Hickson Middle School in Webster Groves. Chip Meyer, he is the owner of Caliber Communications. And DeWitt Campbell III, program manager with the National Conference for Community and Justice of Metropolitan St. Louis. Thank you all so much for being here. I'm so excited. <laughs> We're gonna have a touchy conversation right now. <laughs> so Tiffany, just fill me in. How did you come up with this idea, Touchy Topics Tuesday? Um, it was very organic. It was in response to um, the Michael Brown uh, incident and my daughter kind of responded really, she was really hurt by the outcome of the uh, grand jury decision not to indict the officer. And so she had a really hard time kind of digesting what happened. And so this was my response to help her to understand, okay, what can I tell her to help her through this? But first I had to figure it out because I think mm -hmm. I was also in the fog about how this occurred and how we got here and the aftermath of it. So just give me a sense of what did you do? Because it's a great idea. Okay. And I think it's important to have these conversations. Okay. Okay. So, so tell me, I, what did you do after that? I asked, um, so I pray initially. So this is the answer to a prayer. Um, I prayed and then I just gathered people from my community who I felt like or we didn't know each other that well. So there was no uh, common ground. And I knew they were different. Like racially, they were different. I was the only African-American. So I asked a group of uh, white women, predominantly white women, to meet with me and to just have this very, very frank conversation about race and in a no-holds-barred type manner. And that was kind of the birth of Touchy Topics Tuesday because it was on a Tuesday when we initially did it, and so it just kept going and turned into this. I love it. Grace, what was your reaction when you went to your first Touchy Topics Tuesday <laughs> forum? Uh, so I've never been a part of anything quite like this, um, where the conversations were, were real and organic from the community. And I was invited in, um, so really curiosity is what brought me to the initial conversation. And um, why I've stayed is because of the growth. Uh, so it, it, was a, it was a healthy conversation. Uh, it was a place to be able to have some very frank conversations that I think we are missing. Uh, in a way that it wasn't forced and um, it, the, the goal wasn't meant to badger. So um, it, was a, it was a forum to bring voices together to truly ask questions, to unpack conversations, to gain a deeper understanding. Let's talk about race. What did you mm -hmm. learn from having those conversations? So, uh, a lot. <laughs> so that's that's a, 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 quite a loaded question. <laughs> it's a very layered question. Uh, so, 
I didn't know, I didn't learn anything new, but I think I learned more, the bigger takeaway for me was learning more about my community. Um, oftentimes uh, in our work and in education, I don't think get burying my head in the sand is necessarily the right phrase, but you get lost in the day-to-day -day of just my work and my, my, my task at hand. Uh, so I wasn't connected necessarily to my community uh, to understand all the diff different layers happening. Um, and the need for that conversation. So that's the piece that really helped me open my eyes that um, this is an investment. You know, I have to get a babysitter and you know, make carve out this time every Tuesday, but it's an investment in my community and it's an investment in getting to know the people I live around. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Chip, what about you? What did you take away from Touchy Topics Tuesday? Well, I've been meeting now almost since the very beginning for five five years I awesome. think so um, I've thought about this a lot I guess the main thing that I have have uh, been able to come to terms with is that uh, people don't perceive me the way I necessarily think they do the way I think that I come across and so I've um, been able to better understand people's reactions to things I say or things I do um, when I realize that what I may have intended isn't what the other person is receiving. So how do people perceive you and how do you perceive yourself? Um, so, uh, for example, around the um, issue of um, gender relations and sexual harassment, I am not a threat to anybody that I know, any woman that I know, but other women who don't know me don't know that I am not. So. Um, Things that I might do might appear aggressive or threatening. They might, might be perceived that way, even though I don't intend them to be. But I can understand why someone might step away from me or feel like I'm invading their space when I'm walking by when I absolutely didn't mean to do that. Um, and <coughs> same kinds of things around issues of, of race. I realize that some black folks are going to see me as a, as a white person um, and have reactions or their reactions might be modulated by that identity. So being in that space and realizing that, does that force you to change how you engage and react to people? It doesn't force me to do anything, mm -hmm. but it, it um, because I'm thinking about it and I want to come across the way I want to come across, I realize I might have to change the way I say something or the way I hold myself or the way I behave if I want my intent to come across as clearly as possible. So there's a motivating factor there. Sure. Yeah. All right. What about you? What, what, what's your takeaway take from Touchy Topics Tuesday? So I was, I think I was really surprised. Um, I've done uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion work for almost 20 years now. And so I thought I knew this stuff. I thought I had all of this stuff down. Uh, and I joined Touchy Topics Tuesday and I realized that I know how to have a conversation with people that I don't agree with one time. And then I'm probably not coming back to that conversation. And Touchy Topics Tuesday has, has been helping me to stay engaged in conversation even when we disagree. And I didn't know that that was something that I needed. Um, and now I'm really mm -hmm. eager for, for everybody to get it. And so how do you go about doing that? Because you're absolutely right. Sometimes people, when they encounter others that they are passionate about, and there is a disagreement, it's like, oh, I'm not going down that road again. Yeah. So how do you get around that? Just keep showing up. 
um, just keep showing up. Um, and if I don't want to show up, Tiffany calls me and makes me show up. <laughs> <laughs> and we do other things yeah. too, right. uh, because the relationships are primary. So we do things to strengthen the relationships. We right. have freestyle fellowships where we toss the touchy topics and we just hang out. We just kind of party like rock stars and mm -hmm. just get to know each other, meet our meet each other's families, and and we kind of solidify the core of the conversations, which are building the relationships, even though we're intentionally integrating, the core of that is building these relationships. I don't have to kind of draw back from you as uh, being communal, communally related to you because we're in this relationship, even though I know where you land on a lot of topics. Right. And I don't agree with them. Right, so <laughs> how do you determine what you're going to talk about? Mm -hmm. Is it just organic, you just show up and you have a conversation, or do you pull topic matters out of a container or something? How does that work? Not that there's a shortage of stuff. To I know, talk right? About. <laughs> but, um, so each person is responsible in order for the space to feel like everyone is contributing. Each person is responsible for bringing a topic that's ah. kind of dear to them. So it makes everyone get vulnerable. Everyone gets naked at Touchy Topics Tuesday mm -hmm. is, is the point of mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So what was your first subject that you brought up that you felt was important to talk about? Um, what about my skin is offensive? Mm. Mm. I like that. So what I didn't like hear? that. No, 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 no. I, because I think it's interesting. Yeah. That people make assumptions about you mm -hmm. just based on your skin color. Yeah. So that's why I say I like that. So yeah. what were some of the comments that you heard? What were some of the reactions? Um, well, I got the truth of people's perceptions. Which okay, so let's I hear it. So, what, so one of the. One of the first things that I was asked, like when I initially met with um, some of the members of my community was, uh, when do African-Americans train their children to jaywalk? And that was a, that was a real perception from one of the <laughs> participants at that time. Like that, he thought that African-Americans had this object lesson where we taught our kids to jaywalk. And so for me, I, you know, I had to think about that. I was after breastfeeding and potty training maybe. I don't know where that Everybody fits. jaywalks, what are you talking about? Everyone <laughs> jaywalks, but um, I didn't know how to respond to that because you, you typically don't get people's honest perceptions of you. But since they were honest, I then had to figure out, okay, how to be honest in responding. Mm -hmm. I asked the question, right. these are the responses, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I wasn't prepared to respond as honestly as I had acts. Right. I was sincere, but I wasn't prepared to right. receive their honesty. Right. So I respect that. Mm -hmm. And then how did you, go ahead. Oh, one of the, the interesting things that happened pretty early on with uh, TTT was when the group started, the subjects were all about examining people of color. Mm -hmm. And at one of the sessions, um, I, I asked, can we stop just examining people of color? Can we also examine white people? And the, and the response was, um, I don't know what that looks like. And I said, I don't either, but let's do it. Um, and, and today, that's just as much um, mm -hmm. a part of the, the conversation as exploring, exploring everybody and what's motivating everybody and where everybody's fears lie. Yeah. And I think that's so interesting and so important because you're absolutely right. Usually when you have a conversation about race, it's been my experience, it's always about me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, my thing is, well, let's talk about you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's talk about each other. Yeah. yeah. Chip, do you feel that too? Um, do I feel that that's the, the usual yes. tone of the conversation? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that I have the experience to say that. I mean, my, 
most of my experience talking about race is with Touch Topics Tuesday, which I'm not sure is a representative sample of those mm -hmm. kinds of conversations. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> but but, but I, I think that your question leads to um, something that came up for me w when Tiffany was talking about the jaywalking example, and you said, everybody jaywalks, what are you, what are you talking about, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? So one of the other things that I've noticed uh, and, and come to more solidly realize is that everything that I do seems very normal to me. Mm -hmm. And um, everything, and DeWitt and I were talking about this before we came in here, everything that my family did when I was growing up seemed like the way things are done, right? It's only when you start to right. encounter other folks that you see, oh, not everybody uses the same brand of toothpaste I use, right. but I don't understand. <laughs> um, and so, sure, everybody jaywalks, but um, if you have the idea in your head that there is something cultural about African-American people jaywalking, then you're going to notice that every time you mm -hmm. see an African-American person jaywalking, right? Mm -hmm. Every time you see a white person jaywalking, you're just going to think, oh, that's that guy or that woman or whatever jaywalking. And it's not going to be associated with mm -hmm. uh, that, that jaywalker's racial identity the same way that it would be if you have already the stereotype. Um, so I think that's one of the, the other things that's come up for me is, yeah, I, I, when I have conversations, I want to know what's different from me. I want to talk to you about you and the things that you do. I know what I do. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm normal. Mm -hmm. right. yeah. mm -hmm. I'm normal too, by the way. <laughs> so, so Grace, as an educator, mm -hmm. do you take what you've learned from Touchy Topics Tuesday to the masses at school? Uh, so yes, I think the model of Touchy Topics Tuesday is, you know, what, what we need to be incorporating for kids uh, in that it's teaching kids how to have conversations with each other and staying in the discomfort, like DeWitt said, that's oftentimes we do all retreat. Um, and I think when you think about kids and as they're growing and learning how to problem solve and navigate their world, we're not necessarily always giving them the tools for them to handle conversations with each other. Right. Um, so I believe you know, the valuable there's a valuable piece with TTT and what it can offer um, in terms of a forum and really being a tool to help kids navigate these conversations because they're having them. Um, so as much as we want to shelter our children, sometimes kids are having very honest conversations with each other. So our responsibility is to teach them how to stay and be engaged with each other and be respectful regardless of, it's not about necessarily walking away with everyone believing the same thing. Um, I think that's the beauty of how we push each other. I mean, I definitely will say that's what TTT does for me now that I've been a part of it over a year, and it really does force me um, to, to really look at myself. Some, you know, Tiffany said it, you have to get naked at TTT. Yeah. So I have to go home sometimes and really process my own hypocrisy or my own bias. Yeah, um, even though I, I think to. we all do. Yeah, I think what you're doing is awesome, Tiffany. Thank so you. keep it up and thank you guys so much for coming in to share mm -hmm. about TTT. I love it. Mm -hmm. All right, thank all right. you. Thank you. Well, parents, have you figured out where your children are going to summer camp? This is Mission Control. Mission Control, this is MTV. We are ready to receive. Straight ahead on the Pulse of St. Louis, we'll share a blueprint to help you find the perfect program for your little ones. Stay with us back in a moment. Welcome back to the Pulse of St. Louis. You know, Blueprint for Summer STL is a free app that's making it easier for parents to find the best summer camps for their children and scholarships in the Gateway City area. 
Joining me now, Allie Seacott. She is the Senior Programs Manager with Blueprint for Summer STL. And Allie, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. So tell me, how did Blueprint for Summer STL come about? Well, it's been a long-standing problem that parents have to find things for their children to do in the summer. And so uh, in 2015, Maxine Clark and, and I and our foundation were talking about what, what separates some students. When, when they have been mentoring students in the past, what separates students from success? I used to be a teacher. When we talk about what happens in the summer and summer learning loss, this is a really important problem, right? Teachers spend months in the beginning of the school year reteaching content. And so um, when we were thinking about how can we, with small capacity, answer this really large problem, well, St. Louis is not at a lack of summer opportunities for kids, but it's still really tricky for parents. And so bringing that all together in one location, one free and easy to search website that helps parents quickly narrow down that field of thousands of opportunities and find a best fit program for their child. So how easy is it to access? Oh, it's easy as one, two, three, really. From any device, tablet, phone, desktop, computer, just go to blueprint, the number four, summer.com, and you can start your search. Um, let's let's do a search together. All right, let's do it. That sounds okay. like a great idea. So this is our search platform, and this year we're promoting a summer of STEAM. So let's search for arts and STEM programs. And I'm looking for before and after care. I'm going to be very granular, so I want to look for three miles from my home address, of, or home zip code of 63110, and I'm looking for a 10-year-old student. And so you put in all of the criteria that's important to you, and then you press search. I can see that there is a wide range, and it's automatically sorted by closest to my house. So I can slide down, see that the Science Center is close by, uh, ArtScope is close by, but I'm gonna filter it even more, and I'm gonna start filtering by the lowest cost. Budget is really important to me. So I can filter those same search results on a different criteria, and I need something at the very beginning of summer, so I'm gonna start by earliest, sort by earliest start date. When I find a program that's interesting to me, like this really interesting program here at Mad Science, I'm gonna click on it, gross out science at the St. Louis College of Pharmacy. I can learn more about it. What's the cost? What's the registration deadline? I can click forward to their website. It's super easy. And just a common note, please sign up for a free account. It's totally free and it allows you to save your searches, favorite programs. You can email them, text them, uh, print them out. And so it really makes that decision-making process a family affair. And that's so easy. It's very easy. Yeah. We consulted with parents, we consulted with uh, youth when we were making the platform of what are the criteria? How do you make those decisions, right? So it's not just that you're looking for a STEM program in St. Louis because there are thousands, but you're really looking for the right STEM program for a child your age, in your budget, that makes sense for your morning commute. And so making it really simple and easy is important for parents and then it, 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 it results in fun for kids. Yeah, so how many different summer camps are there? So uh, currently on the site, we have almost 6,000 opportunities, but last summer we ended the summer at over 8,500. So St. Louis has amazing opportunities for kids, everything from you know slime making camps to equestrian <laughs> camps to camps at the library, camps where you learn to swim or play a sport. And it really creates an opportunity for kids to explore an interest they might not have an opportunity to do in school. You know, we spend a lot of time in school making sure that students are equipped for career and for success, and, and, but it doesn't always offer that time allotment to really get engrossed in a new topic that you might not know if you love. 
the St. Louis County Library last summer did hip hop architecture. It was an amazing program that allowed students to combine music with math, with architecture, and really pursue those interests that Rankin makes amazing opportunities that are really, you know, really career focused for students as well. So we have thousands of opportunities here. In the and I think that's awesome because a lot of times in the summer, students forget what they've learned right. during the course of the school year. So this is great, it reinforces learning. Right, exactly. And I think, you know, some, maybe a few years ago, there was the perception that summer was just for fun. It was this break, right? But research shows that what happens in the summer is really important for kids. And so summer learning loss is the phenomenon of what happens when students aren't engaged in something meaningful over those summer months. And we see months of math and reading loss. And what research shows is that those months are cumulative over time. So every summer that a student has not participating in meaningful summer opportunities, that gap continues to grow. So we see that a large portion of the achievement gap between lower and higher income students can be attributed to summer learning loss, a, a lack of summer programming opportunities. And that's something we can totally do something about. There are over a thousand free programs. There are many thousands of programs here on our, in our region that offer scholarships. So cost should not be the barrier to finding a program that your student can attend. So tell me about scholarships because there are opportunities available with the app, correct? Yes, that's correct. So on Blueprint, there's a searchable criteria for scholarships available. And we encourage families to search by that criteria and also search by category first rather than just putting in a simple cost. So if your budget's $100 per week, we still encourage you to do that search first for an arts program that offers scholarships because it may be more than $100 a week, but the scholarships can match that or can make that even free. And so some of those programs are actually more than one week, and so $100 uh, you know, would, would make sense. On top of that, Blueprint for Summer as an organization has recognized that financial access is still a piece of the pie. When we're talking about increasing access for students to engage in meaningful summer opportunities, part of that's information access. That's Blueprint for Summer, the platform, right? Searching and quickly finding an opportunity that meets your needs. But part of it's financial access. That's really key. If you can't pay the registration fee, then that's a problem. And so with our donors and community partners, in 2018, we distributed over $100,000 of supplemental scholarship funding to those organizations. So those would be some of those organizations that click that they have scholarships available on the site. And we're looking to do even more in 2019, especially to promote students engaging in those STEAM programs, science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Every program is amazing, and there's a way to connect those topics to everything, even, you know, how is sports the suddenly becoming physics and geometry, and, you know, so there's a way to tie the, you know, academic things into stuff that kids just think is fun. Yeah, so tell me, is there greater access for people and families in underrepresented communities as well? Yes, exactly. So 53% of our users come from the city of St. Louis and North County, which actually over-indexes for the population, which is about 26%. And so many of those organizations, their scholarships are um, based on financial need, not just sort of first come, first serve. Um, but we really, as a community, are working together with community partners to make sure that summer programs are accessible. For example, the St. Louis Public Library this year, they have over 70 summer programs that are all free. Wow. You know, registration is currently available on their site. 
the City of St. Louis Parks and Recreation Department, their programs are free. St. Louis County Library programs are free. Many of our Parks and Recreation Departments recognize that budget is often a key parameter for families searching for programs, and so they're looking to make those as affordable as possible. So I think camp programs are getting on the, on the ball, but I encourage parents to call those camps and say, I'd really love for my son or daughter to attend. What are my options for scholarships? And now's the time to act. Yes, it is not too early. <laughs> we started talking about summer in January. Right. And all parents should be talking about summer now. It's not too late, but it's certainly not too early. Those scholarship dollars go fast, but also registration. It, that, you know, there are limited spots in some of those camps. And so to find the program that's the perfect fit, to be told that, you know, there's no more spots available. So we're telling parents now is the time to start searching. Good point. All right, Allie, stay with us back in a moment. Stay with us. We will continue the conversation after the break. Welcome back to the Pulse of St. Louis. We are talking with Allie Seacott, giving parents a blueprint for summer. Yes, to help you plan your summer for your children to find the best camps. And Allie, let's talk about what should parents take into consideration when they are trying to find that perfect camp for their children? That's a great question. One of the recommendations that we have at Blueprint for Summer is start with your child themselves. Ask them, what is it that you're wanting to do? And it's a misconception that maybe there isn't that type of camp, but I did the same thing with my niece and I asked her, what are you interested in? She said, I'm interested in bugs. And sure enough, <laughs> there was a camp yeah, about yes, insects. Yes. And so start with your child, but then one of the really unique things about our free website for searching for summer camps is that you can search with multiple criteria simultaneously. So 76% of the searches that are conducted on our site have four or more simultaneous search criteria. So it's not just that you're looking for a cooking program, but you're looking for a cooking program that's three miles from your house, that has before and after care, that's for a child your age, or that's for a gifted child or a student with special needs. And so what our website does is take the multitude of programs available and quickly narrow down to those that are really particular to your interest and your needs. And then we encourage you to contact the camp providers a camp fair or calling them on the phone or visiting their website to learn more, which is accessible through our website, but asking them, this is, meet my child, you know, is this the right type of fit for them? Do you offer, you know, before and after care? Tell me more about your program so I can evaluate whether or not that's the best fit for my child. That is so awesome. And thank you so much for coming in to Thanks tell us about it. Blueprint for Summer STL. Thanks, Allie. And thank you for joining us for the Pulse of St. Louis. If you missed any part of the show, be sure to download the Pulse of St. Louis podcast in the iTunes or Google Play stores. I'll see you next time.